Robert Delis is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Mubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, at least with the assist. And 15 minutes with Finn starts now. Hey, boys, girls. We just stole a point from Colorado in Denver, Commerce City. Not, not quite Denver. I know a lot of y'all made the trip. And uh, I, I had to watch the match while also watching my son and his team go undefeated at their tournament this weekend. That was quite the, uh, quite the time. A little kid scored a fucking banger. Took the ball right there at the midfield circle, made two miss, shot from about four or five yards outside the uh, 18-yard box. Boom, shakalaka, bottom left corner. Very, very nice little display by my son. Glad one of us is good at soccer. I just talk about it. So, one-to-one draw. I mean, I saw predictions leading into it with the poll that had, I think people were about split, slightly more in favor of Colorado with uh, uh, less of a draw. A lot of people thought Colorado would win, we would lose, and that a draw was the lesser of the three options. Personally, I felt like that this was a match where something needed to give. We've had a run of bad luck. We've had a string of bad MLS, you know, calls against us. And this was a match where I really felt like maybe we can surprise some folks and we can come away with something. And we really did. We won it in a fashion that we don't ever win in. We're not the team that comes from behind at the end. We're the team that in the past gives it away at the end. But if you remember, early this season, we did this. We came from behind a couple times, I think, to... uh to get a victory and to get a draw, if I'm not mistaken. But there is a little bit of a change this year with this team. We do have the ability to fight back. We do fight back. I know there's been a lot of people that say, this team isn't playing, they're not trying, blah, blah, blah. Shit that we don't know. Conjecture. Stop guessing. Stop guessing and selling it off as fact. It's not good for anybody, especially our club. We're having a hard enough time right now not being last again. So let's jump into this. Man, it was, uh, the ending was tight. The ending was amazing. So when I saw the lineup and I saw Corey Baird, I thought to myself, this is it. We haven't lost since June 7th with Baird in the starting lineup. He also hasn't started since June 6th, which is why that's funny. But he started, and I saw a couple people were like, oh, no, it's over now. But we also ran out Dorsey over Zeka. We know Teenage isn't back, okay? But most of the usual suspects were there. We put Memo and Baird in the same midfield together. And people didn't lose their minds. And we walked away with the point. And we almost, I mean, if we're being honest here, that match could have gone either way. But some of Colorado's chances were really good. Abubakar could have had two goals. Uh, Zardes could have had a goal. Gutierrez could have had a goal. Yes, Herrera could have had a goal. That was a phenomenal one. That was, his touch is phenomenal. Phenomenal pass over the top as well. But looking at the lineup, I mean, if you look at Colorado up front, Zardes and Barrios, they're, they're the real deal. Acosta is talented. Yarbrough is a household name. We all know Abubakar because of the hair, which, by the way, I don't know how you lose him. How we're unable to mark and keep track of where Abubakar is or Zardes is beyond me. Zardis looks like the guy from uh, 
the fifth element, the one that Chris Tucker plays. And Abubakar, his head with the hair, it's shaped like a predator, like an alien symbiote, you know, alien, right? How do we lose those two? They stick out. Their hair makes them stick out. Like on our team, who sticks out? Who sticks out on the Houston Dynamo? Coco, because of the fro? Who else? Nobody really. Maybe Ache Ache with his little, his little blonde deal up top. But other than that, we're all pretty even Steven. But dude. Uh, all right. So stats-wise, it was a close match. There was not a lot separating us. They did outplay us on the stat sheet. But we ended up coming away with a point. Stats do tell part of the battle. We've been pretty competitive stats-wise all year. Game in and game out, minus the Philadelphia game and a couple here and there. But we have been competitive throughout the season. And I think that's something that we don't give enough credence to. We don't give Nagamura the credit that's due for this team being competitive and fighting until the whistle because we won in the very last touch of the ball last night. All right. I did notice players are back to playing in their positions. It seems like the experiment is over. It seems like he knows Thor shouldn't be on the wing. It seems like the guys that were picked to play wing, to play midfield, to play left back, center back, right back, etc., that they are back where they are going to be. Did you guys know that this year, Steve Clark played more matches than he has in the last six years? He hasn't, he hasn't eclipsed the, uh, I think it was 32 matches in a year since 2016. And this year he is, he's well over it. He's over it. So this is the most games he's played in a year in the past six years, which I think is why we're seeing some of the poor performances later on. I don't, I can't say that goalies get as tired as outfield players, but maybe mentally, maybe the mental fatigue is set in, you know, it's gotta be mental with the keepers because physically they're not, they're not doing as much as everybody else. Uh, Hector Herrera, for anybody that was wondering, he is a world-class talent. Okay. The stuff he's been able to do and the moments of brilliance that he has created since joining our club, you can't argue with. He's been great. I would change a, I would make him, I wish he was more fit coming in. I wish he hadn't been coming off a long injury. I wish he had more time to train with the club ahead of time, but it is what it is. He got here and he went right into the lineup. But his, his play last night, he looks, he makes it look easy. At times, he just, it's slow. It's like everything slows down around him. And he's just able to casually, nonchalantly beat a man or two and then just carry on with his way. It's, it's kind of fun to watch. Because you know, Herrera is not like Fafa. He's not going to knock the ball off the pitch and run after it. Hector has like a little five-foot box that he's got to beat guys in. And he beats them. And then he goes to the next one. I, it's, it's fun to watch, man. It, it's a lot like... A, and this is not me saying my son is ever going to play in Liga MX. But my son does that. Like, he's not super fast. He used to be. He used to be very fast. And he would knock the ball past people and he'd beat him. Well, as that changed, I, I tried to tell him, yo, you have to work within your box. So we would draw a four foot or three foot by three foot or four foot by four foot box. And I would tell him, within this box, you need to work on the ball and move it all around. And I, I'm not a soccer coach, but I know that my kid is, I know the speed he's been gifted with. He's mine. There's none. There's no speed. His acceleration is fabulous. He gets to top speed instantly, just like me. 
But yeah, man, the way Herrera works in that box, it's just, it's fun to watch. And he really shows his class. And, you know, we're going to have him for a few years. And I think that we're starting to see right now Coco, Herrera, and Ferreira. Those are the core pieces to build around. I'm not even comfortable saying that teenagers won anymore. You know, early on in the match, I think Dorsey got a yellow, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. Dorsey got a yellow for a very smart foul. He was, it's hard to argue that it wasn't a foul on the other end, but Dorsey got tripped up and he just swiped at the guy's shoe, took him down, possibly saved the game. Did he save the game? Who knows? But I do know that Griffin Dorsey has managed to keep himself in an area where he is able to help us defensively. That's something that Zeka, Zeka I think, has struggled with. But what do I know? I'm just going off of what I see, right, every 90 minutes a week. Paulo used all his subs again. Fafa got in. Darwin got in. Saren got in. Junkwa got in. Zeka got in. Lundqvist has not been himself. He lost to Bubakar at least twice. One of those led to a goal. The other one should have been a goal. You can look at who was next to Lundy, but at the end of the day, that's the, their right back versus our left back. And Lundy lost them. I don't know how you lose them, but in Adam's case, I would imagine losing sleep to the birth of his newborn is playing a part. Look, I don't know Mrs. Lundquist. I have no affiliation with the family. However, she's going to need to start to take care of this baby when it wakes up in season. We need Lundy rested and at 100%. So, Mrs. Lundquist, you wake up with the baby until the season ends. When the season's over, Adam can help you again. As long as he's not training during the day, he can help you again. He can help you Saturday night because Sunday's his free day because he needs to train all year. Don't have children if you're going to play pro sports because your job is to entertain us. You're not allowed to have personal lives anymore. You're not allowed to have friends or family. You just fucking live in the gym. I want to just see a team that's so well drilled. They don't even need a coach. You know, some of the Dynamo fans would like that. Some Dynamo fans would absolutely love that. You know... Speaking of fans, Houston fans in general, I said in a private message to a friend that I'm beginning to think Houston fans are just extremely fair weather. And the reason I say this, it's two reasons. One is the Houston Astros and Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker has, I think it's the second best or best record in the AL. And the Houston fans are just criticizing his lineups. You realize in baseball, if you win 100 games, that's fucking amazing. It also means you lost 62 times. That's a big number as well. It's a big number, but when you put it into context with 100, it's not. So the Astros fans are all over Dusty Baker's ass, okay? That's reason number one. Reason number two is a guy you might remember. His name is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, when he was here, everybody fucking loved him. Deshaun saw the writing on the wall of what was going on. Granted, he was he was thrusting his penis at masseuses. Masseuses? Masseuses? He was thrusting his penis at women. Okay? And they were receiving money, but not for that. They were receiving money to massage his tired and achy muscles. He did that, allegedly, because he's not guilty. And even he said he's innocent. However, when he wanted to leave, before all this came out, you guys turned on him instantly. The franchise is a fucking disaster. J.J. Watt basically did the same thing, minus the penises with masseuses. Masseuse? Minus the sexual allegations. 
and nobody, everybody leaves him alone. Now that Deshaun's in Cleveland, okay, he got a six, and I listen to sports radio out here, and I guess you guys are the ones driving it, but I listen to the fan calls too. Deshaun Watson is now suspended for 11 games, and now people in Houston are like, it's not long enough. Yo, if he, if he played in Houston, you'd be fucking livid. You would be livid. You'd say, count the, uh, count the allegations again. This is, this is fraudulent. I, I hope I'm wrong, but if we are a city of fair-weather fans, then it's going to be impossible for any of these clubs to maintain sustained success. It's not, it's, not, it's not plausible. Fans play a huge role in the finances of a club. And it goes hand in hand. If we're not going, they have less money. They have less money. They buy players of less quality. They don't do as well. It is a, it's all tied in, guys. It's all fucking tied in. But anyway, I was, I don't know. It was a boring game. It was, it was blah. It was not super exciting. As soon as the red card came out, I figured this is it. We have our chance now. If we don't take it, we don't deserve to win this game. Second yellow, Acosta goes out. The dynamics change a little, but dude, Cantero at the end was just like, he's being too casual with his passes. There's too many unforced turnovers at the end when we're chasing a game. Got to be a little bit more disciplined. Sebastian Ferreira is the real deal. He's also 24. So we're going to enjoy him until he starts peaking and then somebody else is going to buy him for a good chunk of money. He's a real deal. That was a left-footed uh, shot. Didn't take a touch on it, if I'm not, mis- not mistaken. Starish just rolled it onto him. Left foot, fucking line drive, bottom left corner of the net. Ferreira's right-footed. I always think it's a, a big deal when guys can score like that. A quality shot, not like a lucky one. Not where it takes a deflection, but a quality, hard shot with good form with off their weak foot. I thought it was great. I jumped up. I yelled. I went in and interrupted my son's shower to show, tell him that we scored. And then he yelled. Luckily, he didn't slip and fall because I don't have good health insurance. And then I went to Twitter and looked around. And I hadn't looked at Twitter all day. When I got there last night, it was a fucking mess. It's a lot of negativity. It's always negativity. So much. Somebody needs to check on Colin from Keeping Tabs. Someone needs to check on him big time because he is, I think he's going through some stuff right now. But uh, yeah, not a bad game. Not terrible. You know, in my notes, uh, I wrote a few things down. Not a whole lot. It was, it was hard to watch both, but I did manage to get to both. Uh, excuse me. I did get to, ma- oh, Jesus. I did manage to get the whole game watched. Uh, I don't think the announcers like Steve Clark. They couldn't remember where he was from. They couldn't remember when he made his, uh, his poor choices. He just, uh, they didn't seem very knowledgeable, but they weren't too homerish. There's a lot more referees or uh, announcers, excuse me, that are homerish. I'm struggling on this one, man. It's been a long ass weekend. So, Corey Baird needs to start. We're undefeated in the last two months when he does. Oh, that's it, boys and girls. Time's up. Albert Elise is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Mubble Rodriguez again. Scoring goals left and right. Elise with the assist. Shout out to 
my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's Familiar with Failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool-ass people. 